Well, welcome to the Timshirt Report. Thank you for tuning in. It is uh, Sunday, December the 6th. We're in the midst of watching the Jacksonville Jaguars battle with the Minnesota Vikings. It's been an interesting game. It, it started out early in the uh, first quarter with a pass that Mike Glennon threw fairly deep in Minnesota territory. And it looked like the pass ricocheted off of one or two Minnesota defenders, went into the end zone, and LaVisca Chenault made the reception in the end zone. We got to give LaVisca Chenault an award, the good eye and hand coordination award for making that catch. However, after the touchdown and the Jags went up six to nothing, the Jaguars with kicker Chase McLaughlin, he missed the extra point. So the Jags got a six to nothing lead. So Minnesota's come back. The two teams have fought back and forth. We even saw a Joe Schobert pick six of Kurt Cousins, the uh, quarterback of Minnesota, threw a pick six. And Jags linebacker Joe Schobert ran it all the way in for a touchdown. Kurt Cousins kind of got his act together in the third quarter. And the passing game has picked up. We've also seen some uh, good runs by... Minnesota's uh, running back, Dalvin Cook. However, there was a fumble early in the fourth quarter, and Miles Jack scooped up the fumble around the Jaguars' two-yard line, and apparently the fumble recovery uh, obviously has saved a touchdown that the Vikings could have scored deep in Jaguars' territory. So that's some of what has been going on today. We are now early in the fourth quarter. The Jags have the ball back. They're trailing 19-16. to 16. Mike Lennon has gone all the way at quarterback. And now the Jags are going to try to run the ball. Going to try to run the ball out of really from their own two-yard line. Looks like there may be some injured players also. Uh, looks like uh, Kirk Cousins is a little bit upset on the sidelines. He's talking to Dalvin Cook saying, hey, he's kind of making that motion to cover the ball up when you're running it. So Dalvin Cook, we got a, got an injured Viking number 20 coming out of the game. Also, uh, looks like Mr. Brandon Linder is uh, on the turf, too, at this uh, this massive stadium in Minnesota. Right now, Minnesota leads 19 to 16. The Minnesota Vikings 19. The Jacksonville Jaguars 16 with 14 minutes and 43 seconds to go. The Jaguars will have a second down and seven coming up. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. It is listened to. Our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, is listened to in as many as 21 states, also internationally and worldwide as well. Early in the fourth quarter, we're watching the game. Um, I can give you some other notes about the game as well, and we will do that on uh, this uh, version, or I should say this edition of the Teal Shirt Report, episode show number 78. Again, we're listened to in as many as 21 states and internationally, in England, Hong Kong, New Zealand, um, also listeners in Montreal, Canada, and the Quebec area, and uh, Puerto Rico. 
We have listeners all over the place, and thank you for listening. You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report brought to you by uh, Salserility. That's right. And you can follow us at BigJReport.com. You can find the link to Salserility on our website at BigJReport.com. We have a weather report on the homepage. Scroll down, you'll find our North Florida weather. And in the middle of the weather, you'll see a link for Salserility for your real estate needs. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, a new home you'd like to get, a property to build a home uh, for a home, residential, commercial, and business real estate remembers saucer realty and again go to our website bigjreport.com scroll down in the north florida weather information you'll find the link to saucer realty so the till shirt report brought to you by saucer realty also by lake eufaula lake eufaula hits.com that's lake eufaula hits.com it's all good for internet radio uh, certainly some of the best songs recognizable songs on lakeufallahits.com internet radio where it's all good so we certainly want to thank our sponsors for sponsoring the teal shirt report the score minnesota 19 the jaguars 16 the uh, two touchdowns for the jags and there's also been a field goal mixed in by mclaughlin now mclaughlin who uh, missed an extra point but he did hit a field goal and uh, right now I see James Robinson, who he got cut down in the backfield, and the ball may be loose. Robinson may have fumbled the ball around the three-yard line back to Minnesota. We'll see what happens on this uh, incredible turn of events. If Minnesota gets the ball back, wait a second now. Minnesota's motioning, saying they got the football. The referees seem like they don't want to make a call. Now they're giving it to Minnesota, and that's a big turnover right there with 14 minutes and 18 seconds to play. I'm looking at the replay of it right now. Oh, my goodness. Robinson got grabbed by his shoelace, left the ball on the turf. It was spinning. And the same guy that made the shoestring tackle also grabbed the fumble. That was number 41. Boy, Robinson could have got hurt on that play. I think he's okay, though. But uh, some exciting football. Robinson went down. He's getting close to 1,000 yards rushing for the season also for the Jaguars. And the officials giving it back to Minnesota. So Minnesota will have it first down and 10. That was a critical turnover for the Jaguars. The ball is going to be resting at about the Jaguars' three-yard line with about 14 minutes and 18 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. Uh, Minnesota with a 19. Oh, the play is under review now. But Minnesota has a 19-16 to 16 lead. Minnesota 19, the Jaguars 16 in the fourth quarter with 14 minutes and 18 seconds to go in the game. So the Jaguars have scored really unconventionally. And usually when you're a 10-point underdog like the Jaguars are, if you want to have a shot at winning a game, you got to score some um, unconventionally. Of course, I did see a nice sack earlier in the game. You know, I saw, um, and we, we've had some hard, the Jaguars, the Jaguars have really played hard today. I will tell you this. Um, there's a player that, uh, Barku, number 36 with the Jaguars. Man, this guy, I've, I've saw great effort from this uh, safety. Barku, number 36. I believe he's playing in place of uh, Sidney Jones this week. Man, that guy plays hard. Not the 
you know, not the most talented guy, a rookie out of San Diego State who's been forced into action to play safety, but, man, he plays hard. I, I saw great effort from Barku. But the uh, the two ways the Jags have scored today was a ricochet touchdown catch off of, off of two, I believe, one or two Minnesota defenders. The ball kind of – it was almost like a skimming rock went in the end zone. And finally, somehow, LaVisca Chenault kept his eye on the ball, made the incredible catch. The other touchdown for the Jaguars, besides getting a field goal, the other touchdown was the uh, long pick six interception, which I know was probably, and we'll get the stats later on it, but it was probably, you know, at least a 40 or 50 yard uh, pick six and a return for a touchdown by Jags linebacker Joe Schobert. So the score. Early in the fourth quarter, Minnesota 19, the Jacksonville Jaguars 16. There have been three missed extra points in this game, two by Minnesota and one by the Jaguars. So three missed extra points between the two teams today. You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report, brought to you by Saucerility, uh, LakeUfallahits.com for internet radio. And, of course, you know you can follow us at BigJReport.com. You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report. We'll be right back. Well, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. The James Robinson fumbled around the uh, three-yard line. Again, the uh, Jags running back, James Robinson. His fumble around the three-yard line was actually reversed, and they said, I guess they said he was down. The Jags kept the ball. However, on the first play, the Jaguars ran from scrimmage. All of a sudden, Mike Glennon dropped back to pass out of his own end zone, and he got sacked by the Vikings' defense. So now you're looking at a 21-16 game, the Vikings leading here in the fourth quarter. And then the Jags had to kick the ball back to uh, Minnesota. So Minnesota's got the ball back. They're moving the ball. They're in Jags territory about the Jaguars' 45-yard line. So certainly difficulty. Minnesota 21, Jacksonville 16. And after that safety, I immediately thought of – Brother J.C., one of our fine producers of the Teal Shirt Report, as soon as I I felt and saw that Mike Glennon had gone down for safety in the end zone, I could hear Brother J.C. saying, damn. So here's where we are. Minnesota 21, the Jaguars 16 in the uh, fourth quarter. 11 minutes, 42 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. Again, Minnesota 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 16. So on this podcast, you know, we'll take you down to the ending of the game. And uh, the Jags have battled. The Jags have had the lead. But, you know, the Jaguars have actually played well, you know, in the last uh, counting this game. You know, they've actually played well in uh, – I would say they played well in the Green Bay game, the Houston game, uh, this game, the Minnesota game, and the and last week's game against Cleveland. The only game they really weren't in was the Steelers game, even though they had a three to nothing lead. Uh, that was the last game Jake Luton started at quarterback, where he threw four interceptions. So 
The Jags have actually played pretty good football four out of the last five weeks. Just shoddy officiating, brutal officiating cost the Jags in the Houston and Green Bay games a few weeks ago. Kirk Cousins is back out there launching a long, incomplete pass. Kirk Cousins finally came to life playing a little better in the third quarter. But, you know, Kirk Cousins uh, up to the uh, midway point of the third quarter, uh, quarterback Kirk Cousins for Minnesota, you know, he's not. He's not had the best game. And um, it's been interesting. I've seen good effort by the Jags defense. Uh, we, you know, I, I do remember a sack earlier in this game for the Jaguars defense. Uh, Joe Schobert and Dewan Smoot combined for a sack uh, back in the uh, first half. And now Minnesota's going to punt to the Jaguars. It looks like it's getting into the end zone. And now there's a Jag. Oh, my goodness. Let's see what the call is on this. It looked like uh, it's going to be a touchback, I believe. Crazy. It looked like the ball bounced to uh, over the, the end line. One of the Jaguars grabbed it. You know, boy, they're going to look at a replay of this because I'm looking at it. The ball's bouncing into the end zone. Then Minnesota touched it in the end zone, so it should have been dead right there. So I don't know why the Jaguars player even... You know, that was Keelan Cole. He tried to grab it after that, but the play should have been dead after the Minnesota player, I think, touched it in the end zone. So that'll save Keelan Cole. Should be first down for the Jaguars going the other way. Boy, that was kind of dangerous, though. But you never know with these officials what they're going to do from uh, one day to the next, one quarter to the next, one play to the next. So Glennon is back out there with 10.32 to play. Uh, here in the fourth quarter, Minnesota. We've seen almost everything in this game. We've, we've seen three missed extra points. We've seen a safety. Uh, we've seen a pass play that ricocheted off of one or two Minnesota defenders into the – and it ricocheted from one or two defenders right into the end zone where LaVisca Chenault made the catch way back in the first quarter. But where we stand now in the fourth quarter, Minnesota 21 the Jacksonville Jaguars 16 with about, you know, slightly over 10 minutes to play in the game, 10 minutes and 12 seconds to play. We will be back to talk about, you know, an ending where hopefully the somehow the Jaguars can pull out or snuff out a victory uh, in today's game. We're also keeping an eye on the Jets game. The Jets are playing the Raiders. The winless Jets have the number one draft pick in the 2021 draft right now. If the uh, season were to end because they've got no wins, the Jaguars have one win, and the Jacksonville Jaguars also have a 10-game uh, losing streak. Mike Lennon just threw an incomplete pass. And, hey, we'll be back here in a moment or two. We'll, we'll watch um, some, some more of the game, and then we'll be back to report on it as the Teal Shirt Report continues on this Sunday afternoon, December the 6th. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. We're listened to in as many as 21 states across the United States, and we're listened to internationally and worldwide by many, many countries. Welcome to us. You're well, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report, I should say. Uh, you're listing, I mean, people are listening worldwide to this, the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott, and it looks like the Jags are going to have to punt. Tyler Eifert is visibly upset. And I haven't seen the replay yet, but the officials having to kind of talk to him a little bit. And now we've got, what do we got? The officials want to stop play. Now they want to start play. And Logan Cook is going to punt. 
the Jaguars on fourth down will punt with uh, about nine minutes and 10 seconds to play. Logan Cook, in my mind, one of the better punters in the NFL now. And uh, the Jaguars on uh, punt coverage, and they tackle the Minnesota guy right around the 34-yard line of Minnesota. There's a fight for the football, but it looks like Minnesota wins this fight. So 9.02 to play. 902 to play in the game. Minnesota leading uh, 21 to 16. More of the Chill Shirt Report coming up. And we should have the final score of the where we can talk about the Jets Raiders game because the Jets are still winless. The Jets were involved in a game where they had the lead for a few minutes. And then the uh, last I heard, the Raiders had a 17 to 13 lead. So we'll mainly keep an eye on the Jets Raiders game. And obviously, here on the Chill Shirt Report, the Jacksonville Jaguars-Minnesota Vikings game, where right now at this juncture, it's Minnesota 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 16. And again, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Okay, you're listening to the Jaguars report. The Minnesota has punted to the Jaguars, and the Jaguars have the ball back first down and 10 with about 625 to play in the game. Um, Mike Glennon's a quarterback for Jacksonville, and he just slides for a yard or two, getting late in the game. Now, Minnesota with a 21-16 to 16 lead. Uh, it's been a really kind of interesting game, to tell you the truth, and now I'm looking at an update of the Jets game. The Jets have just scored a touchdown, and the Jets, with four a little over four minutes to play, the Jets have a 28. I don't mean to laugh. The Jets have a 28-24 to 24 lead over the Raiders. So are the Jaguars watching the scoreboard? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. But Minnesota leads uh, the Jaguars game. Uh, Minnesota 21, the Jaguars 16 with five minutes and 41 seconds to play. Uh, in this football game, the Jaguars trying to move the ball down the field. They just completed a pass, but now it looks like there's another fumble out there, a fumble ruski. And uh, I don't know who's got that one. They're going to have to unpile it. It looked like the uh, – now they're saying – looks like Minnesota thinks they got the football. It was a complete pass. Then the ball was fumbled. Glennon made a nice pass. Pass was to uh, number 18, Chris Conley. Conley had the reception, then the ball was ripped out of his hands. Minnesota wanted that football. Man, they're playing hard. I, I think, um, you know, I heard I heard Phil Sims today on one of the network halftime shows said, uh, there's a reason these guys are five and six. They're not any good. Talking about Minnesota, I'm assuming that's what their record is today. But... Uh, you know, amazing. We've seen fumbles. We've seen safeties. We've seen, you know, we've seen, my goodness, almost everything in this game. Minnesota leads it 21-16. Uh, to 16. Minnesota, of course, came into this game as about a 10-point favorite. Conley made the catch on the last pass play from Mike Lennon, but he just had the ball ripped away from him by the uh, Minnesota defensive back. So, yeah, and... Uh, Keep in mind, Minnesota is five and six, but I, I did hear, I believe it was Phil Sims, 
the uh, the old former Giants quarterback, and and he's a Super Bowl champion. He won he won a Super Bowl or two with the Giants, and um, and he he basically said there is a reason they're five and six. They're not any good, but they're leading this game. Kirk Cousins throws a complete pass down. Uh, near the first down marker, Minnesota may have a first down. So I tell you what a what a crazy game it is. I mean, the ball bouncing this way, that way, ricocheting as Lavisca Chenault caught a touchdown pass back in the first quarter. Good tackle by Trey Herndon on the last play, but it's but it's near a Viking first down. So no, we only got five minutes to go in this game. I do want to talk to you about our, our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is episode 78 we're doing now. But in the episode I completed earlier today, episode show number 77, man, you'll hear it all. I mean, you're going to hear uh, not only discussion about the Jaguars' 10-game losing streak, the firing of general manager Dave Codwell, but you're going to get the, uh, if you go back, listen, this is a good episode too, the one we're doing right now, episode show number 78, but you can go back to the episode we did a, just a little bit earlier today, episode 77, that's episode show 77. Uh, there's also the bigjreport.com, SEC power rankings, uh, high school football playoff scores, and great high school football interviews by Alex Nunry. He's also uh, basketball season started up. Alex is also doing some some interviews of local high school basketball players and coaches, and um, so some again some extremely you know some extremely uh, well it's that time of the year when there's a lot of different sports kind of transitioning even in the COVID nineteen um, uh, period of time that we that we are in so. We'll keep an eye on the uh, Jets-Raiders game. This game between the Jaguars and the Vikings, where the Vikings still lead it 21-16 to with four minutes to play, 4-0-1 to play. The clock is stopped. Whoa, Minnesota's got a third and seven coming up. The Jaguars have played hard. You got to get them. You got to give them some credit. And it uh, looks like an incomplete pass that'll bring up fourth down. The Jets continue to lead the Las Vegas Raiders. Jets 24, the Las Vegas Raiders 24. Again, the Jets 28, New York Jets 28, the Las Vegas Raiders 24. Seems kind of strange calling them, calling them the uh, calling them the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Looks like Minnesota's going to line up and try to kick a long field goal on fourth down and seven. Not real long, though. Not real long. About uh, uh, about. 40, 48 yards, actually, on the field goal. So Minnesota lines up, and, hey, this guy missed two extra points. Now he put the 48-yarder, you know, right through the pipes, little redemption. So Minnesota, that's a big kick because now Minnesota has an eight-point lead with three minutes and 50 seconds to play. It's uh, Minnesota 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars 16. So the Jags have got to hope to score a touchdown, hit a two-point conversion, and put this thing into overtime still time three minutes 50 seconds to play in the uh, fourth quarter again it's minnesota minnesota vikings 24 the jacksonville jaguars 16 with 350 to play mike glennon has gone all the way at quarterback for the jaguars um so we'll keep an eye on the scoreboard let's see miami 
19 Cincinnati 7 in the fourth quarter. The Dolphins' defense has been pretty good. Brandon Allen, a former Jaguars uh, backup quarterback a few years ago, he used to back up Blake Bortles. He was sometimes second string, sometimes third string for the Jaguars. But uh, due to the fact that Cincinnati lost their quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow, to a bad knee injury uh, just a week or two ago, Brandon Allen, uh, the former Jaguars backup, is actually playing uh, playing as a starter now, as a backup. He's coming in to start uh, today for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Jaguars got the ball back, Minnesota leading 24-16. And we'll continue with the podcast. Uh, we'll let you know what happens when we get right down to the end of the game. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Well, you are listening to the Teal Shirt Report, listened to in as many as 21 states worldwide and internationally. You are listening worldwide to the Teal Shirt Report. A lot of listeners in Florida, Georgia, Ohio, got folks listening in Alabama, Mad Max in Alabama. Hello to you. And with two minutes to play in the game, the Jaguars trying to run a play, and all of a sudden look like uh, right tackle Juwan Taylor may have uh, jumped before the snap, so that's going to cost the Jaguars five yards there. Man, it looked like Taylor was playing right guard on that play. Let's see. There must have been some tight ends in there. Okay, he's normally the right tackle. So a penalty, you know, illegal procedure moving before the play started. Jaguars still have the football. They throw it down the field long. Looks like the catch was made by DJ Chark. Man, the new GM, whoever that is, they need to sign that guy, DJ Chark, as soon as absolutely possible. I believe that Tom Coughlin drafted DJ Chark for that uh, 4-3 speed that he saw at the Combine. DJ Chark made a great catch. He went down, did a hook pattern to the left, and made the catch uh, right before going out of bounds, and the Jaguars have the ball at the Minnesota 28-yard line. Whoever the new GM is for the Jaguars, they have got to re-sign, and they've got it, and, and Glennon's going to run for a couple of yards. He kind of he rolled out to the left, couldn't find anybody, and just took off and ran for a yard or two and went out of bounds with a minute 46 to play in the game. Whoever the new GM is, they are going to have to show a precedence of re-signing the players because general manager Dave Codwell, that's one place he failed and re-signing the talent. He did re-sign Miles Jack to a second contract. Um, he did re-sign Chris Conley. Here's a nice pass by Glennon down to about the four or five yard line. Colin Johnson continues to impress the rookie out of Texas, I believe that's about his third catch today, and the Jaguars have first and goal at about the Minnesota five-yard line. Colin Johnson, man, he high points the ball very well. He's about six foot six, so he's uh, one of those guys that could, you know, make a catch, and he's got a little height advantage here. The Jaguars going to run the ball up the middle to near the two and maybe down to the one-yard line. 
and um, that was uh, not the that was not Robinson on that play. What's his name? Ogun Iwabe, I believe. <laughs> Ogun Iwabe made that run for a couple of yards. Now I'm going to tell you, Robinson early in this drive made a catch on a screen pass while we were away. And, man, James Robinson, the rookie undrafted running back, James Robinson, he's a workhorse and a warrior, no doubt about it. So we're late in the fourth quarter. I see that uh, Ben Barch, as a rookie, has been getting some playing time for the Jaguars. It looks like he's, uh, he's in the game now. He's in there uh, playing left guard. Tyler Shatley has played left guard, and now Barch is in there. It looks like he's playing left guard. So, Glennon, I've seen a really good effort by the Jaguars. Glennon has a team in the huddle. There's only a minute, 12 seconds to go. The Jaguars are second down and goal from the one-yard line. Looks like James Robinson's back in the game. And uh, Robinson's going to get the handoff and go near the goal line. Did he get in? He did get in. Okay. So now you've got a situation where the Jaguars will be down by two points. And they're literally going to have to go for two points. This would be the biggest play of the game. Minnesota leading 24 to 22. And the Jags have not been effective on most of their two-pointers. Last week they had two two-point plays and they didn't get either one of them. So uh, Minnesota, you know, had a lead here of 24 to 16. And now the Jags have scored James Robinson James Robinson did score. And let's see what's going on now. The Jags were trailing 24 to 16. Now they've scored a touchdown. But now the critical two-point conversion is coming up for the Jaguars. There's, you know, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. But go for the two-pointer here. Minnesota leads 24 to 22 with about a minute, eight seconds to play. About one minute, eight seconds to play in the uh, football game. And again, and we are uh, we are now in the fourth quarter, late in the game. What about a minute, eight seconds to play? But more importantly, the clock will not run on this play. The Jaguar is going to run a two-point conversion to actually try to tie the game up here. The football will rest on the two-yard line on the two-point attempt. So let's see what the Jaguars do as we watch this two-point play. And we're recording the Teal Shirt Report podcast on this uh, Sunday afternoon. Here's a pass. It looks like it's, it looked like it was caught. It was. It was Colin Johnson who caught the two-pointer. Let me tell you what they found with this kid. This wide receiver, six foot six out of Texas. They got him, I believe, what, in the fifth round. Colin Johnson, I'm watching the replay on this. He broke free in the end zone. And what he is, he's a red zone threat. Now, this was a two-point play. He ran a nice route, ran the route, and turned and just turned around about about seven yards deep in the end zone and made the catch. 
So now we've got a tie game, the Jaguars and the Vikings 24-24. Does this thing go to overtime? There's still one minute, eight seconds to go. Still 108 to play uh, here in the football game. The Jaguars make the two-point conversion. What some great experience, the rookie wide receivers, Colin Johnson and LaVisca Chenault are getting in this game today, and they've both been key contributors. And the game now tied 24-24, to and the Jaguars will kick off. Also want to tell you that uh, if you follow high school football in, you know, North Florida, South Georgia, you know, parts of South Alabama, we'll check as many of the high school football playoff scores as we can. Um, or actually we have, you go back to episode, go back to uh, episode 77, which is just the, you know, the previous episode that we, that we recorded earlier today. So when you listen to the Till Shirt Report, you can listen to this episode, episode uh, 78 that we're currently doing. This is episode show 78. But you can go back and listen to episode show 77 where we've got high school football playoff scores, a lot of interviews that Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com uh, contributor, did with, uh, uh, and in fact, he went to the uh, the Fleming Island game. Fleming Island played Niceville. Niceville won the game, uh, actually, 35-18 uh, over Fleming Island. But if you want to hear the interviews, and all the scores from the high school football playoff action across North Florida, South Georgia, surrounding areas, uh, parts of South Alabama. Uh, make sure you check out episode number 77 that we recorded earlier uh, today on Sunday. Both of these podcasts we're doing, we're recording on Sunday, uh, December the 6th. So Minnesota's got the ball back. They completed a pass. There's about 58 seconds to go in the game. It's tied up. Uh, 24 to 24. I see Trey Herndon's in the game for the Jaguars at defensive back. Minnesota's got the ball at about their own 35-yard line, and they just run it up the middle for about four yards in there. Schobert playing at linebacker. Jaguars have been playing a lot of different people across the defensive line, trying to you know find a combination that works. But you're in a tie game, 24 to 24, as um, Jaguars coach Doug Marone is pacing the sidelines. Um, Adam Thielen, I believe, missed a game. I think he missed um, the game last week or the week before, and he's back in action now. They, he's certainly one of their better receivers. And there's a timeout called, about 53 seconds to play. It's um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 24, Minnesota, 24. As you're listening, uh, obviously, to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, a quick reminder, go back to episode 77 to get your high school football playoff results and interviews. The BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings, the up-to-date ones, are in episode 77 as we record these two podcasts on Sunday, uh, December the 6th. The game is running down on the clock. Minnesota completed a pass. There's 36 seconds to play. Minnesota trying desperately to get in field goal range with the clock winding down, and Kirk Cousins threw a pass incomplete and out of bounds. Um, oh, my goodness. The Raiders have just taken the lead over the Jets. <laughs> Ooh, 
The Raiders 31, the Jets 28 late in the fourth quarter. Dan Bailey is over on the sidelines, the Minnesota kicker who missed two extra points in this game, and he's thinking, man, if I get a shot, I got to make this kick. But it's Minnesota 24, the Jaguars 24 with 29 seconds to play in regulation. And let's see, Minnesota's around the uh, around the Jaguars 42-yard line. Looks like Kirk Cousins is going to down the ball. Just threw it into the ground, did a grounding with about 28 seconds to play. So you are listening to the Tilshirt Report. And we appreciate you tuning in. We're listened to in as many as, uh, wow, we're listened to in as many as 21 states worldwide and internationally as well. We'll be back to talk about the outcome of how this game comes out. So stick around with us. Uh, you're listening certainly to the Teal Shirt Report. Again, we're listened to in as many as 21 states worldwide internationally. And there's 29 seconds left to go in this game. Uh, Minnesota trying to get in, trying desperately to get in field goal range to see if they can pick up their sixth win of the year on this Sunday, December the 6th. So we'll kind of keep an eye on things. Remember your high school football scores, high, high school football playoff scores available in episode show number 77. That's on the preceding episode before this one. Uh, it looks like Kirk Cousins has completed a pass. Clock is winding down, though, and the, but they got the yardage. They've got some yardage where they're actually in field goal range now. Somebody's called timeout. And they're getting down to cases in this one. We'll see how it comes out. Again, it's uh, Minnesota 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars 24, with about 23 seconds to play in the game. A lot of football being played across the NFL on this uh, Sunday. Looks like the Cleveland Browns are putting it on Tennessee, 41-28. to um, Las Vegas, 31. The Jets, 28. Looks like the Jets are going to stay winless. Jaguars trying to win, desperately trying to win their second game of the year. The Jaguars on a 10-game losing streak, which could become 11 if the Vikings field goal kicker puts it between the pipes in the next uh, few moments, Kirk Cousins tried a long pass, which uh, went incomplete. And looks like Minnesota is going to kick on fourth down. Looks like they're going to kick it on fourth down. With 18 seconds left to play in the game, it's Jacksonville 24, Minnesota 24. Miami is beating Cincinnati. Miami 19, Cincinnati 7. Uh, New Orleans 21, the Atlanta Falcons 16 toward the end of the fourth quarter. Chicago Bears lost 30 to 34. Here comes the kick. Man, it looks like that kick was no good. Oh, my goodness. I think Bailey missed the kick. Oh. And I saw a big smile on Mike Glennon's face, and uh, who knows what's going to happen next. I think the Jaguars run out the clock as there's only 13 seconds to play, and then you'll you'll have an overtime. My goodness. I'm looking at the field goal, the replay of the field goal. It went wide left by at least three yards. He had the distance, but again, the kick went wide left. 
here in this uh, this cavernous dome. I don't even see any fans in the stands. Might be some office people. Bailey has missed two extra points. Now he's missed that potential winning kick for the Minnesota Vikings. So I think the Jaguars will run out the clock and they'll take their chances in overtime. Looks like James Robinson took off for a long run. The Jags, though, let's see. I think they're going to try to down the football, but the clock's probably going to run out. Do the Jags try a long field goal? It looks like Robinson took off for like 15 or 20 yards. I don't think the Jags are going to try that one, are they? I think they might. This guy could be a hero. This Chase McLaughlin. Um, I see Logan Cook, the holder, is actually on the field. Is that McLaughlin kicking? That's uh, number three in there for the Jaguars. Man, this thing, this is going to be like a 60-yard kick, and it's up. It is no good. Okay, nobody can kick a field goal. How about those apples? Chase McLaughlin missed the, it was probably a 59 to 60 yard kick. The Jaguars took a shot into regulation. It is Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars 24, Minnesota 24. And again, uh, the Till Shirt Report podcast is uh, recorded. You're listening to it in a recorded nature. As, um, but we're watching the game, so we're kind of giving you our feelings and, and thoughts on this game. 24 to 24 after regulations of the game goes to overtime. We'll be back with whatever happens after overtime in a few moments, so stay tuned. This is the Teal Shirt Report. <music> Okay, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. The Jaguars playing the Minnesota Vikings on this Sunday. And Minnesota had completed a long pass down around to the Jaguars' 40-yard line. And then there was a penalty mark against the Vikings, so the play went back. And um, and let's see, the officials are going to call another holding penalty on the Jaguars on the punt return because uh, Minnesota got a penalty called on them to take away a big, long pass. I believe it was an offensive pass interference against the um, Vikings. So Minnesota Minnesota had to punt the ball to the Jaguars on a fourth down. And now a penalty after the Jaguars received the punt, a penalty on the Jaguars, and now the Jaguars are going to be backed up deep too. So Minnesota did not score on their first attempt. So in overtime, both teams have to at least possess the ball one time unless the, unless the team that gets the ball first scores a touchdown. So now it's, uh, you know, whoever scores here. Mike Lennon. And the Jaguars throw an incomplete pass, and we are in overtime. Looks like there's about eight minutes and one second to go in the overtime, so the game could actually conceivably end up tied. 
been a been a big effort by um, the Jaguars football team uh, today against Minnesota up at Minnesota in their big cavernous dome stadium. The Jaguars have a second down and 10, and they got the football around their 18-yard line. James Robinson has been the workhorse today. He got a couple yards running the football, maybe a yard or two. The officials keep the clock running. Let's see, Miami is leading their game 19-7 over Cincinnati. I believe that's a fourth-quarter score. And uh, we'll check some other scores as we get them on this um, Sunday afternoon, December the 6th. Detroit beat the Bears. Detroit 34, Chicago Bears 30. Seattle and the Giants are underway now. Arizona leads the Rams 7-0. Philadelphia playing Green Bay today. But you are listening to the Teal Shirt Report. The Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're in overtime. And it looks like Mike Glennon just threw an interception. So now both teams have struck out with their possessions of the football. And there's only seven minutes and 13 seconds to go in overtime. And Minnesota get the ball back. So whoever scores first now, both teams have possessed the ball once. There's been no scoring. So the next team that scores, that's going to be the game. Minnesota's got the ball back on an interception. And I'm looking at the replay of it. Lennon just wound up and threw it out there and overthrew the receiver. Kind of amounts to a short punt. But Minnesota's have a first down and 10, and they're almost in field goal range. So what happens next week for the Jaguars? Do they stay with Glennon? Glennon has played fairly well, but not still not the greatest football. I mean, he was a beneficiary early in the game of a ricochet pass that went off a Viking defender or two and then was caught off the ricochet in the end zone by LaVisca Chenault. Back in the first quarter, that gave the Jags a 6 to nothing lead at that time, way back in the first quarter. Bailey's been the GOAT for Minnesota. He missed the field goal uh, near the end of regulation. He's missed two extra points. He may get another shot. I'm looking at the replay again of uh, Mike Glennon throwing that interception. And uh, he just basically overthrew uh, B.J. Chark. Kind of threw it out there in no man's land, and uh, number 22 Smith made the interception uh, for the Vikings. So we're in overtime. Minnesota's got the ball with about 7-13 to go in the overtime, 24-24. And the football is at about the Jacksonville Jaguars' 46-yard line. So Thielen, Thielen and Kirk Cousins play catch for about a 6- or 7-yard completion as the Vikings get closer to field goal range. They're not really in good field goal range now. They got the ball at the Jags 37. I see Gardner Minshew with his mask on on the sidelines. He's not playing today. The story I heard, though, is that Gardner Minshew is close to 100%. Now, do they go back to Minshew next week, or is what Doug Marone has seen out of Mike Glennon good enough to garner Glennon a third start next week. That's going to be a big decision during the uh, during the week. Does Marone stay with Glennon, or does he go back to Minshew? You know, if Minshew's 100%, he may be better than Glennon. Maybe, right? 
Minnesota just got hit with an offside penalty. That takes them five yards further back. Boy, this is a crazy game. Does anybody want to win this game? 6.35 to play in the overtime. If nobody scores in the overtime, this game would end up in a virtual tie. It would snap the losing streak, though, right? But uh, so Minnesota still got the ball. They're on the Jag 42-yard line. It looks like Cousins just threw a complete pass to the tight end. Now, Conklin made the catch for Minnesota. So now what's going on? Minnesota Minnesota is uh, virtually in field goal range now. Mm. Some other scores, let's see, New Orleans 21, Atlanta 16, so the Saints beat the Falcons. The Saints 21, the Falcons 16, the final. Jaguars of Minnesota, they've gone to overtime. The Jaguars took Minnesota to overtime uh, today, 24-24. Minnesota's just going to run the ball for about three yards or so, and they're getting closer in the field goal range. One kick will end it. My goodness, one kick will simply end the game. And again, remember, you're listening to the Till Shirt Report podcast. You can go back and uh, check out high school football playoff scores in our episode show, um, our episode show number 77. Alex Nunry is doing a lot of high school football playoff interviews for the Till Shirt Report. He's uh, one of our BigJReport.com contributors. The Jaguars still showing a lot of effort on defense, but I think it's going to come down to a Dan Bailey kick again. He's missed a field goal. He's missed two extra points. He might be given one more shot. There's only five minutes to go in the overtime. So very, very interesting. Uh, I got to say this, the Jaguars have put up a good fight. They've shown a lot of effort. They've been in this game uh, today. I see players wearing masks on the sidelines. We're in that COVID-19 era. And uh, Minnesota is going to try to run the ball, line up for a kick, but I think they got a first down on that last play. So Minnesota still got the ball. They're much closer for the field goal. New Orleans beat Atlanta. New Orleans 21, Atlanta 16. The, uh, with that win, the Saints clinched their four straight playoff berth. Detroit beat Chicago 34-30. Seattle 3, the Giants nothing in the first quarter, giving you some scores. Arizona 7, the Rams nothing in the first quarter. A lot of the uh, late in the afternoon games are underway. And uh, it looks like the Vikings now content on keeping it on the ground for a couple of yards. They're going to line up for a Hopefully, for Minnesota's sake, a winning field goal. The the Raiders beat the Jets today. It's a final now. The Raiders 31, the Jets 28. So, it looks like um, the Jets are pretty secure with that, that first overall pick. They're still winless. They lost to the Raiders today, as we mentioned. And uh, the Vikings are just going to try to kind of milk the clock and milk yardage and get ready to close it out with a a winning field goal in overtime as now it looks like the Vikings are inside the 15-yard line. And will they kick it on third down? 
They may kick it on third down. Who knows? They're going to give Mr. Bailey another shot. He's missed a field goal toward the end of regulation. He's missed two extra points. But ultimately, ultimately, it looks like he's going to get another shot as Minnesota now is deep in Jaguars territory inside the 15-yard line. So we appreciate you tuning into the Chill Shirt Report podcast. Uh, we're listened to in as many as 21 states, and we're also worldwide and internationally listened to as well. That's right. We're listened to worldwide and internationally on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We gave you some scores a little earlier. Arizona uh, winning their game 7 to nothing. Philadelphia and Green Bay underway. No score in the first quarter. So the late games are underway on this Sunday, December the 6th. The Jaguars have taken the Vikings to overtime, 24-24. to and it looks like the Vikings are going to run that third down play. Indianapolis beat Houston. Indianapolis 26, Houston 20, the final score of that game. Looks like the Vikings uh, run it again and get a first down. They still got the ball, first down and goal now inside the 10. So I don't believe, I don't believe the Jags will get another opportunity to get the ball unless Mr. Bailey misses a kick again. And it looks like the Vikings are down inside the 10. Man, close to the six-yard line. Wow. So, again, thank you for listening to our podcast today, The Till Shirt Report. And this is episode 78. We've kind of given you our, you know, our thoughts on the game today while watching it. Um, Chase McLaughlin, the Jaguars kicker, who came back off the COVID list, I believe he was on the COVID list last week. Roses uh, kicked last week in the Browns game. And um, and now Chase McLaughlin, who I guess the Jaguars uh, feel is their best opportunity as a kicker since Lambeau is out, still out. Lambeau um, had a re-injury here a few weeks ago, so he's had a couple of uh, different stints on the injury list. Looks like old Bailey is going to attempt to, to kick a field goal on four down in overtime, and we'll see what happens as uh, this could, um, you know, wind up the game in overtime. So it's been a difficult season. The Jaguars on a 10-game, an absolute 10-game losing streak. The Jaguars fired their, uh, they fired their general manager, uh, Dave Codwell, after uh, last week's loss against the Cleveland Browns, uh, 27 to 25. Um, talking about some of the players on the roster, Andrew Norwell is hurt. He didn't play today. Looked like Tyler Shantley got the start at uh, left guard in place of Norwell, but we've also seen Ben Barch out there playing some guard too. So, and a lot of new faces on defense for the Jaguars. The Jaguars' defense, they have gotten four sacks in this game with the Vikings today. Uh, Dewan Smoot has parts of, I believe, at least two sacks. I think he got like a sack and a half at least. And the Jaguars defensive line, four sacks on the day. So, again, the Jaguars took the Vikings to overtime, 24-24 to 24 after regulation. The uh, Vikings have a second down and goal inside the five-yard line. And it 
it looks as though the Vikings are close to the goal line on a running play for a couple of yards there. The officials say it's still third and goal. So it looks like the Vikings don't want to uh, take a chance with Bailey kicking because the touchdown would end the game also, opposed to just kicking the field goal. But um, the, the Vikings have third down and goal coming up. So essentially what you got, if Bailey kicks, it's it would be like a short extra point. And all Minnesota needs is one score of any type of field goal or a touchdown. Uh, to win the game in overtime. Miles Jack is out there playing hard on that last play. And um, got to give the Jaguars an A for effort today. You know, they've they've got a beat-up team, a lot of injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The offense has some injuries, too, like Andrew Norwell is out. DJ Chark did play today on offense after, um, you know, missing the game against the Browns last week. So you got to give the Jags effort. They came into this game a 10-point underdog and have essentially taken the Vikings to overtime. They've taken, they've taken the Vikings to overtime. The Vikings are still hoping to contend for a wild card spot. They're 5-6. They're and six. They win this uh, game today. They'd be 6-6. Six and six. And I think Bailey's coming on the field now to kick, try to try to kick the winning field goal in overtime for the Vikings. Wow! So a, a lot of effort by the Jaguars today. Give them credit. Um, Glennon, Glennon played okay. I'm kind of, I mean, Glennon looked pretty good against Cleveland. He looked okay today. I mean, he didn't make a lot of mistakes or anything. There was an interception where he overthrew the wide receiver. It looks like Minnesota's going to kick the uh, – and it's and Bailey has put it through the uprights. And Minnesota has won this game in overtime with about a minute 49 to play in the overtime. Minnesota wins the game. Minnesota 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 24. So Minnesota wins the game. Minnesota Vikings 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 24. The Jaguars have now lost, count them, 11 games in a row. They're 1-11. Good effort today. But I think the big question is going to be, if you're a Jaguars fan, the season is shot. I mean, the Jaguars look like they're going to get the number two pick in the 2021 draft because the Jets lost to the Raiders again today. So the Jets are still winless after losing to the Raiders. But I think the question is going to be, do you go back to Gardner Minshew or do you stay with Mike Glennon? And I think the question that Doug Marone keeps answering is to himself and whoever asked him the question is, who are you going to play at quarterback? Is it going to be uh, Mike Glennon, which next week would be his third start in a row? Or do you go back to Gardner Minshew, who probably is is really becoming 100% healthy now? Or do you even go back to Jake Luton? So the, the answer to the question, as we've been hearing from Doug Marone, mainly over the last couple of years, Doug Marone's answer to the question is, he's going to start, he's going to start at quarterback, whoever he feels, and we'll probably find out more during the week during Doug Doug Marone's press conference. But apparently he's going to start whoever he feels 
will give him the best chance to win. As Doug Marone is probably going to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars for the rest of this season, a new GM will, will come in and then in, in all likelihood a new coach will take over as a head coach for the Jaguars. So that's where we are. Jaguars lose to Minnesota. Minnesota 27, the Jaguars 24 in overtime. We're going to call it a wrap. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Thank you for listening. I want to thank our uh, certainly our producers, Alex Nunnery, uh, JC. I want to thank you guys for helping to produce the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been episode number 78. Our look and, and certainly our angle at the Jaguars-Minnesota game with Minnesota again winning in overtime, uh, Minnesota 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 24. As we record this podcast on Sunday afternoon, December the 6th. Hope you have a great day. You can listen to any of our previous and past episodes. This is our 78th episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, Saucerility. Also, LakeUfallahits.com, internet radio, uh, where it's all good. And of course, also realty, if you're looking for real estate in the North Florida area, whether it's uh, home, residential, or commercial, or uh, business uh, real estate, commercial property, uh, talk to the folks at Saucer Realty, namely uh, Larry Saucer over there at Saucer Realty uh, here in North Florida. And you can go to our website, follow us at bigjreport.com, scroll the website, bigjreport.com. In our North Florida weather information, you'll find the link to Saucer Realty. We do check weather for North Florida 24-7 on the bigjreport.com website. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott. I'm out. Have a great day. Sad to say the Jags have lost 11 games in a row now. Can you believe that? Again, my name's Scott. It's been the Teal Shirt Report, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and I am out. Have a great day and a great week.